Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. This week's guest is Rolling Ewok. Um, she is a Dark Souls cosplayer, Bloodborne fan, and all-around very cool person. Uh, we go on a lot of tangents on this one, so get ready to talk about uh, just a bunch of different stuff, including like representation in the Dark Souls YouTube community, No Man's Sky, because you guys know that I'm not going to overlook an opportunity to talk about No Man's Sky, and just about everything in between, including some Dark Souls stuff. So enjoy the podcast. is actually a huge fan of FromSoft. He's a huge fan of the Souls games. And, um, you know, I've always played video games from, like, I was since I was a kid. Uh, you know, I had the NES, had the Segas, and, um, you know, in college, I switched over to PC gaming, actually because I wanted something to... I wanted a way to hang out with him when he was away at school. Um, because that's kind of what we did together. We're very close. He got into the Souls games, and I took one look at them uh, initially and was like, okay, this is outside my skill set. I don't, this is, <laughs> this is not a game I'm going to end up playing ever. But it looked really cool. Like the concept, of the, the design of the characters and whatnot looked really cool. So I would watch him play, and then when he would get tired of me watching him play because he doesn't like backseat gamers, um, I kind of discovered Let's Plays, and there's a guy, uh, he's from the UK, his YouTube name is uh, Halloween4545, he's done Let's Plays of Dark Souls, uh, he did the Dark Souls games, and he did Bloodborne. And I was like, oh, cool, I can watch him, and I can kind of see what this game is about. And the more I watched it, the more I was like, yeah, this is definitely outside my skill set. I'm never probably touching this game ever. But the aesthetics still drew me in. And then, you know, seeing the characters and kind of seeing how the storytelling was handled it still kind of kept calling me back. And then um, I started finding lore videos or people explaining the lore. So like the first guy I found was uh, Vati Vidya. I saw his videos. And then um, I don't know how I found Aegon's videos. I guess it was either in the suggested or, but I started watching his videos. And I think the first videos that I watched were his um, Bloodborne Let's Talk War videos. Mm-hmm. And um, because that was kind of what really kept, uh, kept me coming back was uh, there were all these stories, but you had to kind of go look for them within the game world if you really wanted to understand them. Um, I have a degree in English. I'm really fascinated by the, the creative process and by narratives and whatnot. Um and there was all this, I was starting to see all of the potential within this game, um, or well, within all of the games. And finally, at, at some point in the middle of watching the Let's Talk lore for Bloodborne, I finally was like, okay, I think I'm going to have to play this game. 
because you know it's one thing to learn about the lore and have someone talk to you about it but you know you kind of have to go experience it for yourself to really get it um, so i went to my brother and i was like listen adrian <clears throat> i think i'm going to play bloodborne um but i want you to be here with me and you know experience it together and i'll even stream it and he was like are you sure you want to do that like what you know and i was like yeah it'll be fun <laughs> and i mean it, it was fun <laughs> but it was also i didn't know at the time and he didn't tell me until we were kind of really well in but I guess regarding combat and stuff, Bloodborne is kind of the more challenging of the games, you know, because the combat is so fast and my my reflexes aren't that great. So there was a lot of struggling to kind of get through it, and um, but it and and it was there were a lot of times where it was like we were probably fighting the same boss the entire two hours of the of the stream session. And, you know, just dying repeatedly. And at one point, my brother even, like, off camera went and he went and collected me the max amount of blood vials because he felt so bad for me. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get, I got you all of these blood vials. And uh, I didn't go through them super fast, but, the, I mean, I, I needed more blood vials before the, the game was even over because it was just... Uh, uh, it was just crazy pants. But then, after, but instead of being turned off and turned away from the games, I was still pretty hooked. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up playing Dark Souls together. And the combat in there is a little bit more my pace. But Sense Fortress. Oh my god. <laughs> Sense Fortress. I. That, that game. Um, and you can even hear it at the end of the video itself. If we were stuck on Sentence Fortress, I think for like three weeks, because I couldn't get past like the swinging blades and whatnot. And finally, we get all the way to the top of the fortress where the guys throwing bombs and whatnot. And I didn't know where to go and got stuck on one of those uh, during one of the fire. Like he throws a bomb and there's like fire everywhere. And I got killed by that fire. And, but I I didn't find the uh, the bonfire at the top, mm -hmm. so we were all the way at the beginning, and I just kind of sat there staring at the screen, and my brother comes in and you can hear him uh, talking to me and at the very because I started crying I was so frustrated oh no I started crying you can hear him at the end of the video just going are you crying like what's wrong with like what's going on I was just but I kept playing because. I don't know what it is that, you know, you get in this game and um, it's it's difficult, like they say, but you just want to keep playing. You know, you, you're willing this to not, well, suffer is a strong word, but you get willing, you become willing to endure everything the game has to throw at you because you want to know more. And, and every time I would beat a boss on my own, or every time, like, like Hovel, um, I ended up beating Hovel off camera by myself, but the, the feeling of, like, succeeding at that was so worth 
the 10 or 12 attempts where he managed to kill me. Because I, <laughs> because I finally understood, oh, okay, so if I move this way, um, he'll, you know, he's just going to follow me so I can backstab him. And it was exhilarating. And so... Um, that, that sense of accomplishment is, is addicting, right? Like once you... It's very addicting. It's very addicting. And so here we are. Um, we're in the middle of playing Dark Souls 2 now. And I bought three plus the Ashes of Ariandel DLC. So, um, you know, I'm ready for more. Just give it to me. I'm ready. And then I get in it and I'm like, I'm not ready. This was a mistake. And I ended up beating a boss. And I was like, oh, okay, that's not that bad. Just, this is okay. I can do this. Till the next box shows up. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. What was I thinking? This is terrible. <laughs> the and loads of Dark Souls. And so that's kind of how I ended up playing Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all that. So did you continue playing through with your brother? Like, did you guys do a whole playthrough together? Um... With Bloodborne, he wanted me to primarily play it. He did help me on some of the boxes. And like I said, he helped gather blood vials. And then um, Dark Souls, we did as a co-op. And we ended up inviting a third friend um, for that. And then Dark Souls 2 is just him and me together um, doing the co-op. And I think right now we're doing the crown of the Sunken King. Okay. I think so. We had to stop because I got sick, but yep. we're talking about starting that up again soon. That uh, that Crown of the Sunken King DLC is like I, I really like some of it, but it's so weird. Like it, it feels like a weird hybrid of a of a Zelda temple versus a Dark Souls level. Like with all of the weird yeah. like raising of platforms that you can do and stuff. Like it's just it it doesn't it just feels odd to have in a Souls game for some reason. A little bit. I mean. I guess, I, I mean, I don't know if it's just because I'm still on my first playthrough of it, but it just kind of, it's kind of like, okay, it, it, it just becomes easy to accept. It's like, oh, we're raising platforms. It's just new, but I can, I can jive with this. And then, you know, you get people like, uh, oh, what's his name? The, the jester, the black phantom jester who shows up <laughs> in the middle yeah. and is like ready to throw fireballs in the air. And you're like, oh, okay, I can handle this. You just um, there's something about it that the the way that the game does sort of show you kind of how you're playing or how to play, and then when it thinks you're ready for the hard stuff, then it throws it at you, which I didn't quite understand or didn't wasn't ready to really accept at least when I was playing Bloodborne and. You know, even through most of Dark Souls. But on reflection, the game does a good job of going, okay, here's what's, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to start learning. Uh, you got it. Okay, good. Now here's the hard stuff. Go. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, there's something interesting about the way that, would, especially Dark Souls 2, will like give you NPC characters that like show you how to do stuff. And then kind of just be like, hey, you should try that. Like that jester, um, you know, you could summon him for the, the not the scorpion boss. I don't remember the name of the boss um, in 
wow, my mind just went completely blank. I don't even remember the name of the area that the, the boss is in that I'm thinking about. <laughs> the Earthen Peak, the boss of the Earthen Peak. Uh, oh, yeah, and, yeah. He, and he just wipes the floor with her. And then all of a sudden, like you're you're like, oh, wow, I should do some pyromancy. And then you get to the DLC and it's, they have him as an invader. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Like, oh, great. I thought we were friends. Exactly. <laughs> they really turn the tables on you. Yeah. I'm curious... You said you started playing uh, Dark Souls and then you kind of looked for lore videos and everything. Were you looking at that stuff as you were playing? In other words, were you would you go through an area and then look up the lore for that area? Or were you just watching everything that you could as you were playing? I watched the lore videos and the Let's Plays, like that kind of came first. And then as I started playing uh, Bloodborne, um, I would like go back to like Halloween's Let's Play and if I was really stuck on an area um, to kind of see if watching his, the way he did things, if there was anything I could pick up to like improve my play style. Um, I don't think that works, but uh, at least at the moment, I, you know, I would see him do a strategy and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to try that. And um, it it wouldn't necessarily work out as well for me, but having that kind of idea in the back of my mind and going, okay, that didn't work, uh, what will work, and, and having that kind of, I think, oh, what's the word? Maybe it was kind of a confidence boost. It's like, okay, uh, there there is a way to defeat these monsters, um, you know, I just have to maybe follow their lead or, um, what's the, oh man. <laughs> we're both, we're both pulling blanks of, today. <laughs> a little bit, but with a sense of, okay, if these guys can get through this game, um, you know, I can get through it and, you know, seeing what worked for them and trying it and, it not necessarily working, but having that sense of, okay, they're just knowing that there is a way to get through it kind of kept me going, even during the times where I was like, oh, I'm done, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> um, and then going back the next week and playing more because I can't stay away for very long. Yeah, once once you're hooked, you're hooked, right? Like it ruins yeah. all games for you. At least it did for me. Does that uh did that kind of spoil the games in some way? Like, do you have a desire to to go through these completely blind and then to to look stuff up, or are you kind of okay with looking all of these things up and then going through the game after the fact? I'm not generally too picky about spoilers. At least with uh, I'm picky. There there are only certain games that I got really picky with spoilers with, like Bioshock Infinite. I didn't want anyone to spoil that for me mostly because I loved the franchise and it would just, you know, and there are certain twists in that game that if it's spoiled, it's not as impactful. Dark Souls, I think because of the way that, you know, there's so many different routes and a ways to play it with regards to like the builds and the supposed, you know, skill level required to be good at the game. Um, and, you know, the different ways that quest lines can go or 
the fact that there are even certain quest lines that you can do, I think it, it helped to have that knowledge beforehand. Um, my brother would disagree. He thinks that it would have been a lot better to just go in straight blind. Um, but I think being prepared and having an idea of what to expect made that first playthrough, I mean, it made it less stressful, mm-hmm. despite how much yelling and swearing I do. <laughs> um, it made it less... It made things a lot less stressful because it was like, okay, um, here's what I need. I should probably expect in this area. Um, this is probably what I need to do to get prepared. And no, it was it was very helpful to have that knowledge beforehand before going in. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like when Dark Souls three came out, it was you know pretty widely considered to be the last Souls game. And uh, you know that being the last one of those, I was like, okay, I'm going to go in completely blind. Um, but it's it's especially with that campaign, with the advertising campaign, it was really hard to do that. Uh, so I find myself like trying to make compromises, like, okay, I'm going to watch this trailer, but not the launch trailer <laughs> or whatever. And uh, I remember I, w- I was really disappointed because I turned on someone's Twitch stream. And I got like a pre-roll ad before the stream started, and uh, it was a Dark Souls three trailer, and it just straight up showed oh, the no. Nameless King, and I was like, okay, oh, so there's no. a dude on a dragon that looks a lot like Gwen. That's weird. I guess, I guess I'll look for that. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I like the Nameless King's design and the fact that his entrance is so extra, though. He just like calls up a whole storm and then rides in on this dragon and kind of like. All right, we get it. You've got, you know, you've got a desire to feel like a huge, a huge man on campus. Like <laughs> he's so extra. I love it. Just, di- mean, just dial reasons. it down a lot. <laughs> Come on. Just a little bit. Just a little. <laughs> Are you? Uh, you mentioned when you started out, like that the games were were kind of difficult to play. Do you think you've got a pretty good handle on them mechanically now? Like, do you do you do you still need your your brother to help you out or? Um, you feel like you can you can handle it on your own, not and I'm not. That's not to me. Ju- I realize that could sound very no, kind no, of judgy, no. but I, I'm not judging at all. No, so. no, I didn't like conceptually. I want to think. I want to say that I I could probably you know do a playthrough on my own. I've been thinking about you know going back to the first one and starting a new build, and of course then they announced the remaster, and I'm totally ready for that, and we'll probably. Um, attempt to do the to play to do a playthrough of the remaster by myself um, but I think I mean I still I, I think it's mm, conceptually I've got it but in application I still have a long way to go I'm still like <laughs> There are still certain techniques that, like, the, the av- well, quote-unquote, average Dark Souls player already has nailed down that I'm still kind of struggling to, like, figure out. I did learn, so far, with this Dark Souls 2 playthrough, I'm pretty decent as a sorcerer, so maybe I should just stick to, to kind of that, that, um, that build, but I kind of want to go, like, with a heavy strength build for, for three, maybe with you know, something nice and bladed. 
I kind of like playing the warrior class in a lot of other games and being up in the fight. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's um, it's interesting because I I do uh, with a lot of role playing games I do like magic builds or sorcery builds or what have you, and uh, that's what I did in Souls. And you know, starting with Dark Souls one, it was so overpowered. <laughs> like it would just it just was it made the game really really easy. I mean, as, as easy as your first playthrough of Dark Souls can be, not like trivial or anything. Um, yeah. But it was it, it was it was super easy and. Uh, nowadays like for whatever reason i just i love the idea of this like skinny character and the hold of this giant huge weapon whether it's an axe or a great sword or, or whatever and just like rolling right into a, a giant monster's face and smashing them like it's it's so satisfying when you just swing those giant swords around for some reason yeah you just kind of imagine all that weight and momentum and then the impact Ooh. It's just entertaining. It's entertaining. <laughs> so I'm thinking, and I mean, I've seen a lot of the, like, three has a lot of nice bladed weapons in it. So I'm kind of like, whereas, like, two, I mean, some of the, a lot of the sorcery stuff, like the the staffs, and um, they're okay. I think I'm using, oh, I don't remember what I'm using right now. And, I mean, it's got some nice damage output, and it looks nice, but... I mean, the swords that you can find in three are just things of aesthetic wonder. And I'm as much about aesthetics as I am about power. I like to look good while I'm kicking ass. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So so I really, I might lean, I'm definitely thinking leaning towards swords, getting some of that nice, nice armor. Just, you know, going for that last tour. I don't remember exactly the phrase, but uh, one of my friends over at the the Salt Report podcast says, um, "You can't kill evil if you ain't cute," and I feel like that. It's true. <laughs> I feel like that sums up it's like my, all of my dress up stuff. Like I've got to look good. I've been having a hard time with Monster Hunter uh, because I got into higher rank and I had to kind of start redoing my armor, but I didn't have enough mat- materials to make like the stuff that I wanted. So I was just like, but I had to beat people to do it, and I needed armor to be able to beat people. And, uh, like, so I had like a hodgepodge of, of gear and I just looked whack and I was just not happy with it. And it was, um, up until yesterday when I finally got like the coat that I wanted. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm having fun playing monster hunter again. I'm doing exactly the same thing, but but now I'm styling. So I'm having much more fun. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Like with, uh, I'm playing Skyrim online and right now my character is just, she looks a mess. Like, it's not, I need to get more experience so I can get better clothes. Because she's got the ass-kicking part down, but she just, it's just a fashion mess. Not good. It's not good. Yes. <laughs> that's, and that's such a disappointment, too. Like, if it's hard, um, it, it's hard for me to want to get rid of any kind of armor or uh you know fashion yeah. or anything and i and I've, I've talked to people before and they're like yeah if I, if I find something i don't like i just sell it off immediately so i can get the you know currency or echoes or souls or whatever and i'm like i would yeah. never you might need it like you might want the hat one day and it might look good with a different piece of like i just don't understand the people that can, can yeah do that. i really love this idea of fashion souls and i like looking at how people have put together have taken you know the the clothing that's available and put it together in different ways there have been some really good. Uh, there have been some really good ones. I might actually. I'm tempted to maybe do a um, go the way of the top ten videos on YouTube and just do top ten like Outfits. top ten fashion souls. Yeah, top ten fashion souls. 
that's a i think that's a relatively underdeveloped market which is like combining like that fashion aesthetic with the with the souls universe uh i interviewed yeah. uh michaela a while back her episode hasn't come out yet but uh she does some of that stuff like she does like makeup tutorials and alongside like dark souls lore videos and it's it's really interesting yeah. and I, I, I like that stuff a lot like that's a, that's the kind of youtube content that i'm looking for now as opposed to um just about every other Dark Souls YouTube video that's out there. I feel bad for saying that because I know a lot of people that make them, but I'm just, I've been, it's been, what, seven years almost since Dark Souls 1 came out and yeah. that whole thing exploded. I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I just, I don't need to see any of that stuff anymore. Yeah, no, I was really, um, like, I cosplay and whatnot, and I've, uh, and I've seen some really good Dark Souls Bloodborne cosplayers. I think one year at PAX, we even had the, um, was it? Is it? It's not the. Is it the Winter Lanterns? It's the, the big brain looking things that mm-hmm. are in. They even had one of those in their party, and I was like, "That's dedicated." They had. <laughs> they had even the, uh, the guy that you find in the cathedral who like is like, "Hey, bring everybody here," and I was just that's dedication. And so on my list, I have. I really want to put a cosplay Yorshka. Uh, because. I mean, she's already sitting down, and I'm already in a wheelchair, so, like, that's half the cosplay done already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, but my real big, like, cosplay goal is Garmin. I want to be Garmin. That's I'm awesome. I be the first hunter. <laughs> yeah, and I've got a friend, that, like, I've got a friend who's, you know, she's tall enough and she's slim enough, and I want her to be my doll. That yeah, absolutely. Better. But, Yeah. The co- big cosplay goal is Garmin, the first hunter. Like, I was looking up, you know, tutorials on how to look, you know, older and uh, trying to figure out, okay, how can I make it look like so that I've only got one leg? Because I know he's only got one leg. And just, oh, I love his design so much. It's it's just, it's just when he uh, gets ready to fight. And then, oh, see... I have a lot of love for Garmin just because, I mean, his story is so sad. It's so sad. And then, you know, he he tries to do something good for the hunter by releasing them from the dream because he knows that, you know, it's this is, it's, it's really no way to live. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> I know I'm digressing from the point. I no, just, no, th- th- this is what this podcast is for, so don't, please, please continue. <laughs> And so he's like, you know, really, his whole fight is him trying to do what he feels is the right thing, you know, in the presence of this hunter that he thinks has gone, you know, blood drunk and addicted to the hunt. And just that whole scene where he gets up. I remember seeing it for the first time and, you know, hearing hearing him go, tonight, Garman joined the hunt. And I remember cheering because it was just... It was unexpected, and it was it was kind of just this sense of like, yeah, do it. And <laughs> I was so sad when he died because it was just. I mean, I don't see too many. Well, maybe more now, but there aren't a whole lot of like characters that start out in wheelchairs that kind of get that sort of level of in badassery mm-hmm. as it's not as often as I would like to see happen. So when he gets up and, and has that one liner, it's just like, yeah, boy, do it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Um, 
much. And I'm always so sad when he, when he uh, dies in someone's playthrough. But at the same time, it's like, oh, well, you're at peace now. So I guess it's okay, sort of. But That setting is amazing as well. Like the, uh, yeah. The, I know, I know oh. people compare it to that fight in uh, Metal Gear Solid, but I... yeah. I'd never really played those games at all, so I'd, I that was just that, that's all Bloodborne to me. Like that that feels like a Bloodborne thing, and uh, just him getting out of the wheelchair and 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 like just coming after you, and he all of a sudden he's the most aggressive oh. enemy that, that you've ever fought in the game. It's so fucking good. It's I love it so, so much. So good. I didn't fight him because I knew there was no way I was going to win that fight, but I. I thought about it, and my brother was so disappointed. He was like, "No, fight Garvin," and I'm like, "I'm not going to fight him." Fight Kevin! No, I I chose the uh, Yonam Sunrise ending, but maybe maybe I'll go back into another playthrough and try to fight the old man. Just to say I did it, just to say I tried. It's um, I find that the fight gets easier. Uh, like if you, it it's it's easy at first because you can kind of parry him. It's once he gets really aggressive in that second phase when you can't parry him, and all of a sudden he has like. You know, every time he shoots you, it's a uh, it's a it's a parried on you <laughs> for some reason. That's really yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Uh, but it's but it's fun. Like I like I like it a lot. So yeah, there are some really nice fights in in Bloodborne that while I was playing them, I was like, this is this is terrible. Uh, I'm gonna have words with Miyazaki over this. And then, but you reflect on them, and they're like, oh, I mean, that was a really good fight. Like uh, the one reborn. I really liked that fight. Um, I can't remember how many times it took me to actually fight it, but or to, but I enjoyed that one, and I liked the uh, the witches of was it the witches of Henwick? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the witches. That was a pretty good fight too. Um, I'm not sure. I still like get kind of twitchy when I hear Murgo's uh, the lullaby for Murgo. <laughs> yeah, because. That whole phase where everything gets dark and it's just a bunch of the wet nurses, it's just like, mm, I still get twitchy thinking about it. You mentioned um, wanting to cosplay Yorshka. Did you see the uh, the image going around of her, I guess some of the cut content dudes, um, like took off of her hair, basically, so you could see all of her like weird ears and things? Have you seen that going around? No, I haven't, but I'm going to need to find it for research purposes. I'll, uh... I'll link it to you in the in the Discord chat, and I'll put a link to it in the in the show note as yeah. well. But it oh looks, my goodness! <laughs> yeah, exactly. It looks crazy, doesn't it? Wow, <clears throat> dude, those are some. Oh, she's got okay. So she's got like the ear, and then it's kind of like the second. I'm gonna need to get a lot better at latex prosthetics. I'm gonna cosplay that. <laughs> I think yeah. you probably hide a lot of it since like, you can't see that in the game. I don't think anybody's expecting it, but uh, I've always been kind of fascinated yeah, why a, a lot of Gwen's children have uh, weird tentacles coming out of them. Like it seems to be if Gwen's blood somehow, like he's married to a dragon somewhere up the chain, or you know, got some dragon blood in him somewhere. Yeah, although he'd probably never want to admit it because mm. reasons. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely you know dragon racist or racist against dragons, but you know, which probably I mean, and then his son goes off and is like, "I'm gonna hang out with this dragon now." Like, screw you guys. <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> yeah. Not in my family. <laughs> what um, 
so you played Dark Souls one. You're in the middle of Dark Souls two, and you're you're obviously playing Bloodborne. Uh, have you gone back to the early games? Have you played Demon Souls at all? I have not. My bro- we have it. I know we have it because my brother was kind enough to play through it for me back when I was still kind of like I'm not touching these games at all. Um, and so and then I've been watching Aegon play through it, um, which was kind of how I spent a lot of time in the hospital watching his playthroughs and whatnot. Um, I would I wouldn't mind going back and trying to play it. Uh, it would. I know it's probably never going to happen, but it would be really cool if they, like, put out a remaster with a PC port. Um, <laughs> it's only because I do a lot of my play, a lot of my gaming is PC related because all of our consoles are, they're in my brother's room because his room is, like, half bedroom, half entertainment center. Um, so, you know, I've got to... It, it would save us time moving my giant oxygen machine back and forth. Um, but, I mean, I can dream. I can dream of a remaster with a PC port. I'd play the heck out of that, for sure. I would be. I would settle for just, like, a, a working PS4 version. But, like, because, you know, um, Sony does that thing on PS Now where you can play PlayStation 4 games on your PC now. Like if you, But you have to subscribe to that service to do it. So. Really? Yeah, like that, wow. their their streaming thing where you can play. Um, like I, I know before the remake, uh, Shadow of the Colossus was on there. They had a, they have a bunch of games on that PS Now yeah. service, um, and apparently that's on the Japanese version of PS Now. So like, if you have a Japanese Ooh. account, you can you can go in there and like, sub and then and play that stuff. Uh, I know Cassidy was telling me about that. She was she was saying that she could play it like that, and you could you know yeah, you could stream it to your PS Four. I'm overdue to read her essays. I might have to look into it. Yeah. I'm overdue to read Cassidy's essays. Every time she comes into the, like, the live stream chat, it's just, um, there's so many things I want to pick her brain about. Cause she's, from what I've, you know, heard her talking with Aegon and JSF in those videos, like, she knows her stuff. I'm, I'm really, it's, it's fun listening to her have these conversations with Aegon and JSF about, you know, the different areas of, or the different, you know, theories and whatnot. It's like, oh, this is great. And she was kind of, it. it's weird to say it, but she was kind of the first, I don't want to say like the first girl or the first, but kind of the, the first other girl that I knew of, um, at least kind of online that was into Dark Souls and, and into Bloodborne. And there was something... I don't want to use the word reassuring, because, but it's kind of close to that. It was like, okay, you know, this isn't a uh, a boys only club, I guess. And I don't know why. Like, it's it's tough for me to phrase because I don't know why it would automatically come to mind for me that you know the Souls community is boys only, or well, or gives off the air boys only, but. It is kind of nice to know that that uh, women, girls do have a place in it, um, and that it it seems like you know it's hard to phrase. It's hard for me to phrase that sounding like I'm a oh man. But do you kind of get what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like in the all of the online voices for the Souls community, especially when it started, was 
were primarily male. Like that's that's that was just a big thing. There was um one lore person on YouTube that I remember, um, Quaylog, that would do like kind of in depth lore videos. And she had a, she had a really cute gimmick too. Like she would draw like these pencil drawings of stuff that she would see in the game, and then just kind of talk into a camera about stuff. Um, yeah. But she was it for a long, long time. Like there were just not a lot of those women voices out there, and it's just now getting to the point that I think that people can are coming to YouTube to make these videos and and, and you know and bring their yeah. perspective to it. That's one reason that I put the call out. And I think that's how you you found me or I found you or, or what have you is. Um, um, I think it was it was I had seen the it was I had seen a notification on my Twitter and it was Aegon suggesting me yeah, to you and I kind of went what how did what if uh, there was a lot of incoherent babbling at first because. <laughs> um, like, it's not that, like, I'm starstruck every time Aegon tweets me. He's a really nice guy, and I've spoke, you know, I've had messages with him off and on before when I'm in his live stream, you know. And so, but at the same time, it's kind of like, like, at the same time, it's still kind of like, he's that guy that makes those videos that I really enjoy watching. And, you know, and he's always... He always seems like he's super busy. Like sometimes I worry that he doesn't get enough sleep. <laughs> that man is almost always working. Just, I don't know how he does it, but I appreciate him for for it. Um, and so there was some incoherent babbling, and then I was like, "Okay, what is this for?" Um, and I went back and I saw your tweet putting out the call, and I was like, "Wait, this is from when?" Let me see if he still needs, and that's when I messaged you. Gotcha. Because I had seen when the call went out and looked at it, and I, I think it was December or November when I saw it. Yeah, it's that tweet. Let me see if he's been around for a while. Yeah, let me see if he still is interested. And here we are. But I think it's it, it kind of important to. Um, and I'm not, I'm not patting myself on the back or anything. Like I'm not, I'm a very small, small fish in this pond, but, uh, like it, I think it's, it's important to have those, those women voices on YouTube and to have them on podcasts and things and, to, you know, on streams and everything, because otherwise it's, it's just like straight white dudes and bring in their kind of their same old perspective to, to everything. And I think it's important to have those different perspectives on the lore and on everything, um, yeah. even having just like different culture to, to look at this stuff, uh, is, is yeah. really important. So it's, it's kind of fascinating that, you know, you see one person doing that and you're like, Oh wait, I can do that. And like, Oh yeah, that's how, you know, representation works. <laughs> so that's, it's, it's amazing how simple this is, but yeah, it is. It's really nice. Do you, uh, do you, do you, I, I know you're kind of playing online with, um, your brother and your friends and everything. Do you participate in a lot of the PVP stuff at all? Or do you kind of hold back from that? I have never done PvP, um, like I've never activated in PvP. I've been invaded a couple times, and I, uh, I've managed to win a couple of those PvP, those, like, not forced, but those random PvP events. I think with three, um, you know, if the PvP element is still kind of active by the time I get to three... I wouldn't mind getting in on that and trying my hand at it. I mean, uh, it's not like it's going to be, you know, any harder than than the game itself. Sure. Um, and it's interesting to see, you know, what kind of builds people put out. And um, as long as I don't come across anybody who just dodge rolls the whole time, you know. <laughs> yeah, somebody that actually wants to fight like, you. 
Yeah, because it's like, what are you doing? I mean, why are you here? Um, but I wouldn't mind trying out some of the PvP stuff in in three. I like the. I was really amused when like I was reading how people were setting up quote unquote fight clubs, <laughs> like just having a bunch of people, um, you know, summoned in or joining in in different parts of the game world and kind of waiting their turn to fight each other. I was like, that's cute. <laughs> that's like, that's so that. That doesn't surprise me at all about this community. There was an old video going around, and uh, I've, I've tried to find it on YouTube since, and I, I can't find it. If anybody knows where this link is or remembers it, let me know. But um, uh, somebody was doing was streaming a fight club in the uh, in the forest in Dark Souls 1, um, in the area like to the side with the weird um, manta ray creatures, not the, not the main yeah. forest. And um, there was like, six or seven dudes or whatever and they're all like you know they're doing the fight club thing and then uh they got grave lorded and just giant black oh, phantoms no. spawned right in the middle of the fight club <laughs> and it was <laughs> and like everybody freaked out as you might imagine and it was just it was one of the funniest things i've ever seen from a dark souls oh, video God. just these you know giant black and red stone giants popping out of nowhere and freaking everybody out it's really fun it's like, all right, all right, clear out, clear out. They're like bouncers at a club. Clear out, everybody go home. Uh, no, I think one of my favorite, it's 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 a GIF, and um, I wish I had it in my folder, but I don't. It's from Dark Souls 1, and it's somebody's character, and I think they're not wearing a whole lot, um, but he kind of walks up to one of those the giant mushrooms and gets like punched out. <laughs> yeah sent back like several feet i love it every time i see it is it the one where he's doing the uh well what is it gesture and the, 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 the i think so yeah, yeah the mushroom yeah, just smacks him one. right in the middle yeah yeah <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm waiting for that. somebody to make a, a uh like a giant four foot sized uh mushroom dad so that i can buy it and just put it in my bedroom and look at it all the time i'm sorry autumn like my wife is gonna be, not gonna be happy about that but She'll get over it. She'll figure it out. <laughs> she'll get you. She'll, she'll come to love the mushroom dad like I have. So. You mentioned that you were uh, like planning some cosplays and stuff. Have you ever cosplayed anything from the Soul series? Not yet. I really like. I really, really want to um, cosplay from it. I was supposed to go to PAX, and I had thought about for this PAX um, putting together Yoshka, but I didn't have time. And I was kind of burnt out a little, but, and I probably, like, we've got San Japan here in San Antonio, um, but I probably won't do it for that because this year is Magical Girl themed, and I've already blocked out that weekend to just be Sailor Saturn from Sailor Moon all weekend. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's, like, one of my top goals, and so when they announced the theme, I was like, my time is come. <laughs> um, but probably for next pack, like 2019, uh, Pack South probably do maybe Yorshka because her outfit doesn't look too hard. Um, unless I figure out uh, how to, because there's a, a video, a channel I follow called Glam and Gore, and the makeup artist Mikey, she has a tutorial on how to do old age makeup with liquid latex. Um, but it's kind of a two-man job unless they figure out how to make it a one-woman job because I 
I've tried, like, I've, I've learned how to do old age makeup with just regular, like, cream makeups and whatnot. But it doesn't, it's, when I do it, it doesn't look quite right. And I want, if I'm going to be Garamond, I want this to look on point. I want people to, like, really kind of question whether or not he managed to escape from Yarnum. Um, so that's kind of like the longer plan and like finding ways to make my chair look more like his without, you know, doing too much in terms of like changing the back out and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Trying so it won't be extremely expensive or damaging to your actual, yeah. the chair that oh you're using God. every single day. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But I mean, I've got a really, uh, my mom's really good about like helping me out and stuff and together we've we've pulled off some really crafty things like uh are you familiar with borderlands like i don't know i always wonder the the borderland series from gearbox mm-hmm. okay so one year actually the first packs uh i was claptrap oh and, awesome <laughs> and i'm not like hang on where is it I, i'm gonna send it to you because uh, oh, where is it? I always forget where I put it. But I was claptrap one year. And... Dang it, where did I put I'm so disorganized. Um, and we built the full thing. And so it went around the entire chair. And at one point, somebody came up and was like, how uh how are you running that uh like what does it run on because they thought it was a real robot mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't really and so like that was an experience and then uh, where is it i have so many pictures too many pictures I might have to send it to you after we finish here because I don't know where where my pictures all went. But that's if that's a, that's an indication of like how big I'm willing to go. That's in a nutshell. There it is. And then oh, there it is. So that's that's me inside the. Uh, Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is amazing. That's the kind of stuff we go for. And then last year I was. Uh, Holy shit! How could did, could you see out of that? Thing? Oh, I see the eyes. Yeah, the there's a narrow okay. slit, and then I had two of my friends who were also doing Borderlands cosplay. Um, they were kind of like my spotters. And uh, we tried to fit, I mean, we had trouble fitting it in elevators and whatnot. And then last year I did um, another, I did a character from another Gearbox game called Battleborn. Because he has a hover chair and hover chairs are my dream. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kind of sad that that beard didn't survive PAX though, because it's the first time I ever hand laid a beard. And I didn't use enough, I either didn't use enough latex or something. It lasted me the weekend and then that's it. My mother did the shell and um, 
later on, if you're interested, I can find you other pictures of, like, the back. But she managed to put that shell together in a week. A week. <laughs> but after that, we kind of decided that we would not um, try to build things in a week because that was too hectic. Yeah, I'm, like, I, can, I'm talking the, I can imagine. Jesus. Like, I'm talking the paint was still wet in places when she put it on me on that Saturday. We decided never to do that again because that was just <laughs> Yeah, no, I really, so like with Garmin, I want to do really well. I want to like really, especially because he's, he's one of my favorites. So I really want to do it right. And, you know, that's me in a nutshell. I, uh, I'm curious, if somebody that's kind of consumed a lot of souls content over the last couple of years and that still does today uh are you like we have some good stuff coming from from software right like we have that that remaster coming out but they've we've got the shadows dot twice trailer that's come out but um, <sighs> but we don't really know exactly like what it's going to what they're going to do else what 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 is your kind of dream game from them right now like would you what would you want to see for them release oh man i don't know that's hard like, I'm so used to, at this point in my consumption of gaming in general, um, I've kind of just learned to sort of be excited for whatever my favorite studios put out. Um, sometimes that goes against the general grain, like with Mass Effect Andromeda. I enjoy it a whole lot. Uh, a lot of my friends don't. Um, same with No Man's Sky. I enjoy that a lot. Hell yeah. And a lot of people I know don't. I love me some good No Man's Sky, especially with the uh, the ARG that's going on or whatever it is. I actually got one of the Atlas passes, the, uh, the level four. Wait, hold on. I don't know. I, I've, I love No Man's Sky. Like I, that's, I'm, I'm an apologist for that game, but I have no idea about an ARG. What's happening right oh, now? Oh, friend, friend, <laughs> let me tell you. So there was an ARG going on uh, called... Uh, was it Awakened Titan? It was happening last year. There's a guy on YouTube named Orbit TV. Uh, well, his name is Ryan, but he goes by Orbit TV on YouTube. And he can bring you up to speed. And it was like nobody knew what was going on. We were all really confused. Um, there's a Discord and a Reddit keeping track of things. And it basically led to... Um, one the one point I think it's the one point three update, uh, which in which added uh, warp gates and a kind of co-op, uh, a specific like a, it's kind of co-op but not quite co-op. Um, and towards the end of this phase of Waking Titan, there was um, a form you could fill out for level four Titan passes or for Atlas passes. And so everybody, you know, that I knew on the discord and stuff, they filled it out. I filled it out. And then we didn't hear anything about them till about till like last month. Um, we, it, I was sitting, I was reading that people were getting these Atlas passes in the mail and I was kind of like, oh, that's nice, but I haven't gotten anything. And then, I'm, in, you know, my mom comes to visit me one day, and she goes, oh, you got a letter. And she hands me this envelope, and I have no idea what it, where it's from. And I open it up, and there's an Atlas Pass inside. And um, so the ARG is, like, back on. I don't know if it's gotten quiet again, but I know there was a live stream, and 
um, some codes were put in. It's crazy. <laughs> it's massive crazy pants, and I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I'm like, it, it was kind of a nice vindication of just like, Hello Games is not giving up on us yet. <laughs> my faith is my faith is well placed. Yeah, it's um, I, I like that game a lot, and I I need to keep I need to go back to it. Like I've, I played a little bit with the update, and I really enjoyed the base building. But there's just so much new yeah. stuff, and there's so much other games yeah. to play that I I can't. I just keep forgetting to go go back to it. Uh, yeah. Well, Chris, thank you very much for for guesting on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I, I know thank this you. is kind of early for you, so uh, thank you thank you very much for meeting up with me. Can you uh can you tell everybody where you can be found on the internet? YouTube.com slash Rolling Ewok, uh, Facebook.com slash Rolling Ewok, Rolling Ewok.tumblr.com, and then Twitter.com slash Rolling Ewok. I think that's every. Oh, Twitch! Twitch.tv slash Rolling Ewok. <laughs> I'm really easy to find. And I'm sensing, um, I'm sensing a pattern here. Yeah. I was actually uh, reflecting the other day because. Uh, Battle.net, I'm Miss Defying and like Miss and then Defying and uh, you know, I kind of named myself Rolling Ewok after uh, something one of my classmates in the theater department used to call me and then kind of like, man I could have called myself Miss Defying and it would have, but Rolling Ewok works better it kind of fits me a lot more since I'm always wearing like hats with ears and, and I roll instead of walk. So <laughs> I guess that, I guess I guess that does fit fits you pretty well, then. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you again for guesting. This is this has been an absolute blast. Definitely has been. I enjoyed it a lot. As always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. You can find the podcast at don'tgiveupskeleton.com. The best way to support the show, if you choose to do so, is at Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash don'tgiveupskeleton. That helps us pay the bills around here. If you can't do that, maybe consider leaving an iTunes review. Even though Apple makes it ridiculously difficult to do so nowadays, it really actually does help the podcast a lot. But the best thing you can do, is, as always, is just listen to the podcast. I very much appreciate it. Uh, thank you, by the way, to the people that have recently reviewed the podcast. I get those every week, and it's always people saying nice things to me. This makes me smile. Imagine that. So thank you very much for all of you that said some nice things to me. Uh, that's going to be it this week. We'll be back next week with another episode. And uh, remember, don't give up, Skeleton. And we're good. to the show notes real quick thank you very much this is uh this was great this was awesome